Hey everybody, I'm JR. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay, and I'm Molly. <laughs> it's just so sudden. You pulled my chair over <laughs> and then... What, what, what were you waiting for? Are you, saying, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, you ready? Ready now. All right, I'm JR. And I'm Molly. <laughs> and I want to deeply apologize to all of our fans for being so far off the schedule this week. It's Friday? It is Friday. I'm having a hard time even keeping up with the days anymore. Such is life. Yeah, we're really far off. I'm sorry. But the cool part is, and I'm really excited about this, is we hopefully in the next week or two will have an online store where you can buy swag and all sorts of fun stuff with our new logo. And I'll tell you what, the coffee mugs look really cool. Unfortunately, they don't allow me to do whiskey flasks or pint glasses yet, but I, maybe that'll come. You could... There will be stickers. You could buy a mm-hmm. sticker and stick it yes. on your own whiskey glass and never run it through the dishwasher. <laughs> this is the problem even with we're on Friday. We feel like we should record one, but we're starting at 10 p.m. <laughs> You're going to label this one the loopy show. The loopy doopy show. Um, um, yeah. So I know you, do, you don't want to do this until next week, but when I was in the shower today, I was having shower thoughts. And I was giggling to myself because you guys maybe don't know this about JR, but JR loves him some swag. He's currently swag. wearing a sweatshirt that says Goat Mountain Enterprises, mm-hmm. which is his main money laundering, I mean money making business. Don't make that joke right now. Okay, I shouldn't make that joke right now. Um, it's his main money making business. Um but he has every everything that every endeavor that he enters, um, the minute the LLC or the nonprofit is registered. <laughs> well, it's step two. Marketing is always step two. Got to get the word out. People got to know swag. you exist. So JR loves him some swag. And I think we should have a giveaway that mm-hmm. compares how much you love your swag to other things. Like JR loves swag like Ron Swanson loves meat. You've never watched Parks and Rec, but you would no, like it. I haven't. <clears throat> or JR loves swag like Gollum loves jewelry. Yes. So if people yes. people can come up with with JR loves swag or I love swag like if you can out out Gollum loves jewelry us for how much you love swag we'll send you some of our free swag well here's here's the thing about swag you can spend 45 dollars buying yourself a hoodie with somebody else's brand on it so you're paying to advertise for them or i can spend 35 dollars and a 10 dollar digitizing fee and rep my own stuff if I'm going to spend the same amount of money, I want to be plugging my brand. I don't want to be pocketing. But like the kids' brand. t-shirts, I honestly would never spend that much money on a kids' t-shirt. Would eighteen kids... bucks. Is that how much they are? Yeah, I think they're eighteen. Okay. I mean, I. You guys I'm can all when we when we launch the store, when we launch the store, and we'll have periodically periodic sales. There's not a lot of markup. I mean, there's just not a lot of margin. Things cost a lot. But when we launch the store, you can tell us if our prices are totally wonky or not. Now, for the record, I went to two different major apparel retailers in the state of Montana, Aspenwall and the Montana Shirt Company. And I made Those sure are... we were we were comparable mm-hmm. or just under. Now Montana now for the record, Montana Shirt Company's stickers were 
$3.50. I can't even get them printed for $3.50. We're, we're scales. Disc- scales, you know, we're using a print-on-demand service, so we're like $4 a sticker. Big deal. 50 cents. Um, I... I will, yeah, I can see that. We are comparable to their prices. And I will say, from the sample judo swag shirt that you gave me, mm-hmm. the quality is comparable to what, like, an Aspenwall or a Montana shirt company quality tank top. Quality's on point. I do, I do really like the tank top that you got me for the Speaking the of quality, why don't you, I know you posted this on Instagram stories today, but can you tell people what, you're what exactly right? it is I'm eating? Because it is amazing. And I know they say, don't have carbs after nine. I don't know if they say that or not, but I'm sure it's, I know it's not healthy. Um, so this is actually one of the things I thought that we should talk about this mm-hmm. week. Let's start right off the, the bat right now. With food. So we should just talk about food. So, so JR is eating a, from Mel's Kitchen Cafe. I posted that I was making it. I didn't post a link to the recipe because we can't post links because we're not like the, whatever the Instagram equivalent of a blue oh, check is. We need more, we need more followers so we can get a blue check <laughs> and we can post links. Uh, but it's, it's from Mel's Kitchen Cafe and it's her overnight strawberry rolls but the two times i've made them i've used raspberry jam in them because we buy mm. the raspberry jam by the gallon at and i don't like raspberries jam um, for the most part but um so it's a it's an overnight yeasted dough that's really tender <laughs> and fluffy mm. and then um and then you roll it out you 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 do the initial mix it's really easy to mix up mm-hmm. and then you um and then you set it in the fridge and i'd actually last week I made apple turnovers with it and it wasn't like technically an apple turnover because it's not like a pie filling it's more like a donut or a croissant not a croissant it's more Mm. like a donut dough Mm. um but um so I on a whim put some apples and sugar and stuff inside some because we needed to use up some apples and this dose had been sitting in our oh, fridge so good that was last friday when we had those so it's been sitting in the fridge for a week and i was like i gotta use this dough up so you then roll it out and she has this a great video tutorial for how to make these knots um in fact lily did it lily is seven and she the first time we did it which we just did twists and she did it all by herself you guys so i love so I love, easy a seven-year-old yeah. can do it do you have kids like this where Molly told me the other day, she's like, oh my goodness, Lily will drop everything, doesn't matter what she's doing, to make something. To In the kitchen, to in bake. The kitchen. Yeah. Crazy. She she loves, and she's good at it, like with the donut, these these twists, I mean, she's like, she had it handled. So you you make a, a very lightly sweetened cream cheese, it's got lemon zest, cream cheese, and powdered sugar. I think that's it yeah and there's a very thin layer of that so you roll the dough out into a rectangle very thin layer of the cream cheese and then a thin layer of raspberry jam over the top of that and then you fold it in half and then you cut it into strips and then you twist the strips and then roll them into these little knots and she has a tutorial it's like it looks really fancy but it's not and then i really like her glaze recipe after you pull them out the glaze is butter milk powdered sugar and vanilla and it's got more butter than a lot of glazes that i've used and as we know butter makes everything better and so um it's got a really nice glaze on it and yes they're really good they only last about a day before they start getting kind of dry so you've got Um, to eat them all right away and then you can roll your dough out of bed the next morning i would actually i would i don't know how her family is not a zillion pounds with all of the baked goods 
She's always posting. It's all for Instagram. They don't actually eat them. They, they them do. Away. No, they do. Because she posts on her Instagram stories what they eat for dinner every is night. Is this the farmer's wife or is that that's Pioneer Woman? That's Pioneer. Yeah, he's a rancher, not a farmer. Um, she lives on a small bit of acreage in Idaho Mel. now. Yeah. She was in Wisconsin when I started following her. Fun fact, she grew up in Billings. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, right now and then, like, the the freezer burritos <clears throat> recipe that I make from her, like, she talks about coming home to visit her mom in Billings and her husband okay, always... Okay, well, Mel, uh, I'm going to tag you in this episode, so if you listen to it, ping us, and come over for dinner sometime. <laughs> we'll make you one of your recipes. We'll make you... <laughs> <laughs> let's see, what are we doing from... It's this... like having it's like having the Mexicans over, hey, let's make tacos tonight. Yeah. For the Italians. I know. We're going to make lasagna Spaghetti. for you. Um, yeah. No, this week we're going to have the, her foil packet enchilada, um, sweet potato enchilada thing, but I don't want, I don't like using tin foil because it's expensive to do the packets. No, let's do something really, really hammy like roast hot dogs over our solo stove. Um, I had not counted on that for a meal this week, but I could. With um, those buns you made. Those were good. Those so, were super good. Okay. So other food. We're having her, she calls them like foil packet sweet potato enchiladas. I do it in a casserole dish and everybody loves it. I'm planning on that this week because I accidentally opened a, an extra can of tomato sauce for the chili tonight. Oh, funny. Um, so this last week we had some pretty good food moments. Yeah, today was, let's start with today. Today was Friday. I called it Friday. To be fair, I think three or four episodes ago we talked about what we were doing Maybe it was longer than that. We You lined out with the kids. Well, Here's how we track every... the days of the week because we're going to forget. Gonna we're some... not going anywhere. And have something to look forward to. So Friday was pasta night, which was great. But then I kind of submarined that it. and I, I took it over and called it Friday. F-R-Y-D-A-Y. So partly, partially because it was an opportunity to support a local business that our friend owns. And we can go get cocktails to go now because Montana's awesome. And so I go get cocktails, but the kids love French fries. And what we used to do is we used to go down there occasionally and we get cocktails for happy hour and the kids would eat French fries. So I thought, well, give me an order of French fries. And one order turned into two orders, turned into please fill up that to-go box to tonight turned and into then we're, well, cause then six we're having orders of French, French fries. And then we're having French fries and then pasta of some sort for And dinner. it's amazing. It's, well, like, for one thing, the kids aren't hungry for it. And for another thing, it's just, it's so heavy. So anyway, tonight we did... I did six to-go orders of French fries, and you made an awesome chili and threw cheese over it, and it was fabulous. Chili cheese fries, which and is I'm addicted. A comfort food for me. So we all know sriracha sauce. They make a garlic pepper sauce that I am absolutely addicted to right now. That's so I'll put funny. it on everything. I've had you know that those for years. Those those crackers, uh, the sourdough ones, the white and blue box you can get at Costco. The almond flour. The ones? almond flour ones, yeah. With that garlic pepper sauce, I ate a whole freaking tray of those one night. It was amazing. Wow. It was awesome. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, super good. Um, so on Wednesday we roasted hot dogs on the solo stove and I made homemade buns that not only besides the fact that they were gigantic, like too big for the kids to enjoy eating. Um, it was my first time doing like a sourdough in that sort of genre before. Like, I've done sourdough donuts, I've done sourdough muffins, I haven't done sourdough bagels, which is a big thing on Instagram right now, too, with all the people who are venturing into sourdough. We'll make Mel your sourdough donuts. Right. Yes. Um, Those are my favorite. 
I, um, where was I going with that? Oh, so I tried, I, I looked on Pinterest and I found a, a fairly good looking, uh, sourdough dinner roll, you know, just fluffy dinner rolls. And I just followed that recipe, but I made it into hot dog buns and buns, and buns that, with quotation marks because they're the size of mini bread like loaves. They were awesome. Oh, they man. were, it was actually each one was literally cause I baked it in, in the same <clears throat> baking dish, like a Pyrex glass dish that I would have done dinner rolls in. And each one was basically three dinner rolls. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm learning. It's a learning. Why curve. is it? Why is it the buns? Why time. is it? Why is it with hot dogs and hamburgers? The buns are either too big or too small. Like it's rare you can find it the right proportion. I would just point you to Genesis three. It's part of the fall. Oh. In heaven, we will have perfectly proportioned hot dog buns. That's not the, that's not the conversation direction. I At the we supper of the lamb. <laughs> We will have perfect. So here's another. So here's another cool part about the new website I'm putting up is we're I'm gonna have a section with our Amazon affiliate links, of our the stuff we love. So like the supper of the lamb she just mentioned, or a solo stove. I don't think a solo stove on Amazon, but I'm gonna put it there if there is one. Yeah, they do because I've saw on Facebook today that somebody. You guys, you guys will have links not only to buy our swag, but also you can buy the swag we love from Amazon, and support our show at the same time. I think we're up to $3.80 now on Amazon. Because if you, it's not just the stuff that you, like if you go to Amazon through the link, is it like Smile where you, Mm-mm. oh, you it's so. specifically it's something? That, that, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it might change. They make it really difficult. So it took me forever to put that part of the site and together. And also, so. you have maybe forgotten that we haven't done a show since your Sunday brisket. <gasps> oh, man. Okay, so Friday, so earlier that week... Um, and I've been doing briskets for a few years now on the Traeger. Do you remember the first, not the first time we did a brisket, but when we moved into this house. Which was right after we bought the Traeger, because we bought the Traeger when we were living at your parents' house. Yes. I think you did like one brisket while we were still living at my parents' house, because mm-hmm. we got hooked on the Traeger using my dad's yeah. for the six months we lived at their house. And then we had... It was kind of, I can't remember, well, it was, it was just a busy weekend. We had trouble recruiting people to help us move in. Mm-hmm. So, and plus we moved twice. So we were asking people for help again. So we bribed them by saying, we'll feed your family's oh, dinner. Right. Yeah. And I did the two, you I did, did two briskets, two 18 pound briskets at once on the Traeger. Yeah. So we've been doing, literally been doing brisket as long as we've lived in <clears> So I've been doing, yeah, I've been doing a lot of briskets and all of them I will, I will, I think most people would agree. I, I crush them. They're fantastic. Um, so anyway, the week prior to us deciding we were going to throw our own little small shindig, I decided I want to cook a brisket. And it just so happened that Matt Pittman, what a great name for a barbecue guy, um, Matt Pittman of Meat Church, they're a seasonings company. Um, they do barbecue seasonings, and I've been using them for a couple of years now. He was doing a live brisket clinic on Traeger's Facebook site. So I thought, well, I've got to watch this. So I, I ride my bike, I sit down, and I start watching this barbecue thing. Ride and, your bike, your stationary bike. Oh, my bike. stationary bike, yeah. Um, and I picked up a couple, and I kind of wa- I went through it going, okay, I think I'm going to get some, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna get some new tips here. This is going to be good, but I don't think it's really, it's 
it's going to make my it's going to make my brisket better, but I don't think it's going to like revolutionize anything. Well, anyway, I kind of followed his method, which wasn't too different than mine. He actually did less. So, for instance, I had injected, I'd put salt on the night before and do, and then I would season right before I put it on um, with his seasonings. And well, in this case, he doesn't inject and he doesn't bother putting salt on the night before. He does everything roughly an hour before he goes to put the brisket on. So he'll season one side, let it sit for half an hour, flip it over, season the other side, let it sit for half an hour. Um, so I just followed that process. I was like, well, <laughs> simpler and less work. Great. And you, you cut know? almost all the fat, all the fat off that you could. I did almost, yeah, all way more fat off than I usually do. And I learned how to, so two things I came away from. I learned about pink paper, also sometimes called peach paper. And I learned how to do burnt ends. I'd never done burnt ends before. And I always kind of just assumed a burnt end was just the burned crusty edges, like the crust of a bread. It's the crust, you know, it's the burnt bark off your brisket. I thought, well, that maybe that's it. I was totally wrong. A burnt end is when you take, you cook your whole brisket. And then prior to about the time uh, you would normally wrap your brisket, which um, some people have temperature measurements. Uh, Matt typically goes by how dark he wants the bark to look. He's like, if the bark looks like it's ready to be wrapped, I'll wrap it. So some of that is a little bit of experience. And I, I didn't find that too difficult. But you cut the point... The big, tall, you know, the, the larger, fatter end of the brisket off. So there's two pieces of meat that are kind of going different directions, the flat and the point. And there's a big, giant chunk of fat in the middle there. So you cut almost all that fat out. So your, your point and your flat are just hanging by just a small little fleshy thing. And I season all in there. But then I, when I get ready to pull it out, I cut the, cut the point off, take the point into the house, wrap the flat, put it in the back in the, with the paper back in the barbecue and then you cut the point into one inch chunks and then you take that meat season it again and add some glaze into a pan and then put it back in without wrapping like an it open like just put it, I, I had yeah i just had pan. disposable aluminum pan throw it back in there until the until your brisket's done and um that can be anywhere from you know half an hour to three hours it kind of just depends on what you want um, so that's what I love about it. But the pink paper, so I'd always struggled with, I get this beautiful bark on my briskets. I'm like, this is amazing. And then I go wrap in foil, you know, cause it's, you just, that's just kind of what you do. Um, helps it get through the, through the stall a little bit faster, but, um, it also ruins the bark cause the bark doesn't get, it traps all the moisture it can't in there. Breathe. It can't breathe. None so of that. it gets soggy. So apparently you guys, the paper, and I ordered a $15 roll on Amazon this pink paper, unwaxed, untreated, just butcher, kind of sort of butchery paper, um, just wraps it. It's almost it. like the paper you get at Home Depot, with yeah. the car- but it's thinner. Right. Than, like, so the you, paper. so it all, it allows your bark to continue building, but has the same benefits of helping your brisket cook to that proper internal temperature and kind of get through the stall. And I was like, whoa, mind blow. So I pull this whole thing out, prep it, and I'm like, this is going to be good. You guys... It was revolutionary. <laughs> it was mind blowing. And I did it different. So I usually no- use Meat Churches. And you can go to meatchurch.com and order them. I usually order his, use his seasonings anyway uh, for my briskets. But it, he did a two to one holy cow to holy gospel. Holy gospel has some sugar in it. Holy cow is mostly a pepper seasoning and builds a really nice bark. So I just followed that. And wow, that was that's the right ratio. That's. 
That was a money brisket. Everyone agreed. It was really good. Yeah. So I was pretty stoked. I'm going to do another one. I'll tell you what. If you need some therapy, just trim a brisket. Get yourself a little whiskey, good knife, and just take your time and just trim fat off a brisket. Oh, it's so therapeutic. It's rewarding, relaxing. And then you have this pound, you know, three pounds or four pounds of fat. And then, you know, you can render that down and put it in other foods. Or in our case, we package it, freeze it, and process it with our wild game during hunt after hunting season. It's pretty cool. It <clears throat> feels cool. very, like, homesteaderish right now. Like you're saving your meat scraps for yeah. other things. And we're getting ready to garden, which feels homesteaderish to me. Like, well, and we just, so with our Costco rebate... It coincided brilliantly that my buddy comes to me and goes, hey, so my wife's family has a, you know, his fam- wife's family has a cattle ranch. He's like, they got to butcher a couple cows. They weren't planning on it. But um, you want some of the meat? I was like, yeah, give me 150 pounds. I'll take it. You know, which is all, pretty much a quarter. I think a quarter of the total cow. And it just coincided with our Costco rebate. So we have a whole chest freezer stocked full of grass fed ground beef. Super guy, super happy with that. Yeah, with all the meat shortages they're talking about. Yeah, we pretty much are a red meat only family now. So now ironically, then. so when we moved into this house, it's kind of a, it's an older neighborhood, but they have covenants for property owners, and there's like most properties have between two and a half and three acres, I think, around here. Anyway, so they've got all these strange covenants. Well, they're not strange, but for instance, we are not according to the covenants, and I don't think anybody's going to enforce them anymore. But we're not allowed to have chickens, which makes Molly happy. Although we'll probably still get chickens at some point. Eventually. We're not allowed to have chickens, but we can have cattle. <laughs> so weird. How I random is that? I wonder if we could have a goat. We could totally have a goat. It'd be awesome. I don't want a goat. I wouldn't have to um, mow my lawn if we had a goat. Um. So another way... We should have the Panchos on to share their goat story. Another... Because it's hilarious. Weighing in the favor of getting chickens. Mm-hmm. Also, the Panchos have some adorable pictures of their daughters with the baby chickens they got in the mail. It's so weird that you can mail chickens. Like, you can overnight newly hatch chickens. Um, but, goodness, little girls, little chickens. little kids with, like, newly hatched chickens is adorable. But, um, so this morning for breakfast... I was going to make these rolls that then, you know, the Mel's Kitchen Cafe rolls that ended up being like a mid-morning snack because I was not moving very fast this morning. Um, and it, to stave them off, I was also going to make it with, with like a skillet egg mm-hmm. thing. And it ended up being, Lily, while I work on the rolls, why don't you make scrambled eggs? So she scrambled 13 eggs. And the kids ate all of them. Yeah. Do you know how many? I had, I had one, I had about... Uh, less than even, one I had less worth. I had like two finger knuckle worth of scrambled eggs there was about a tablespoon left on Faith's with a bunch of shredded cheese there was a tablespoon left on Faith's plate and about two tablespoons left on Elise's plate and otherwise our kids averaged three eggs each for breakfast this morning they will not stop eating uh, so maybe so yeah oh my goodness Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, how come you haven't been biking for the last two weeks? I have been exhausted. Uh, for one, um, like today, um, I don't bike on PT days. And then if I've been out working in the yard, 
I'm typically just, mm. my knee is just shot. Like, mm. right, it just, it hurts so bad right now, I don't want to move it. Um, I was out today, spraying, uh, with Molly's uh, father's uh, trailer sprayer. I was spraying our grass for weeds. Probably saved myself around $350, $400, maybe even more. Um, but, man, it took all day, and my I was just on my feet, just doing a slow walk. Very thankful for audiobooks because that really made the past time. What were you listening to? I finished an Expanse novella and started a new one uh, called called a new novel called Istanbul Passage. Um, takes place just in Istanbul, just after World War II, prior to the Cold War, when everybody's the U.S. and everybody's kind of moving out of Istanbul. They were, uh, you know, they were a neutral country at the time. And they were doing, you know, all the, all, everybody's doing deals in Istanbul. Anyway, follows kind of the life of this particular American who has found himself in a bit of a weird position with, I won't go into it, but he's got a, uh, he was hired, he's kind of a freelance doing odd jobs off and then for what kind of sounds like some early uh, CIA operatives, but they weren't officially CIA back then. Um, anyway, he was a businessman just kind of doing tobacco sales. Anyway, so he picked up job after job after job, and this last job that his buddy hooked him up with right before everybody hooked out of town was just picking up and transferring a guy coming in off a boat. And he's been helping smuggle Jews up to this point, so he's very familiar with the, with the trafficking problem. Anyway, now he's stuck with this guy, and everybody's dead. So he's like, huh, can't go here, can't go there. So he's in the middle of trying to figure out his next moves. Um, it's kind of fun. It's I picked it out because it's read by Jefferson Mays, who read The Expanse. And I am really, um, you know, as most of you know, I tried my hand at voice acting or mostly audiobook narration because it's a lot of fun. Impossible to get work, um, ironically. Um, I usually made it within the top. I was usually one of the finalists for most books. But for whatever reason, one little thing here or there would keep boot me out of the thing. So I just, and there was no money in the, in the, in the independent market there's just you end up by the time you get done looking at your hourly wage you've made like eight dollars an hour and it's like i i got other things i can do with my time um but jefferson mays i really like the way he reads and um <clears throat> so i thought well i'm gonna that book looks interesting and it's read by an author or a narrator i really enjoy and yeah so that's what i'm listening to right now hmm. on audiobook okay and i'm reading uh I usually have four or five books going at once. On my Kindle, I have a nonfiction book called The Splendid and the Vile by my favorite nonfiction author, Eric Larson, chronicling Winston Churchill and his pre, uh, kind of mostly right now or mostly pre-war uh, from his time coming into prime minister and kind of navigating through all of the historical records that he can find navigating. But he does it interestingly because he's got journals from some of Winston Churchill's private secretaries. So he'll color these comments and these activities with like what the secretary said or what, you know, this person said or the or the infighting between these two political people, you know. So I was just telling Molly tonight, we were on a family walk, that there was a, I'd mentioned something and I had the, my pipe stuck in the corner of my mouth and Elise goes, what daddy say? I don't understand a word he said. And Molly's like, neither do I because he's got a pipe stuck in his mouth. Well, one of Winston's really famous speeches right after France capitulated was in the House of Commons. And everybody's like, this would have been, or at least Larson writes, this would have been one of the greatest 
uh, speeches is arguably one of his best speeches ever. Um, unfortunately, they didn't record it at the House of Commons because trying to do that for a live broadcast would have been, they figured, was not worth the effort. So they told Churchill to re-speech it over the radio that evening. So Churchill's like, fine. And they're like, well, you should do a different speech. Churchill's like, no, I'm going to do the same speech. So he does the same speech. And all the reviews after the speech came back like, well, he sounded drunk. He's, there was no passion there. His delivery was wonky, whatever. Totally ruined everything about this speech. Come to find out, Churchill insisted on doing the whole speech with a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> People. People just have to wreck everything, right? Oh, man. They do. Did you hear me have the conversation about with Titus this evening about people being weird and hard? <laughs> so, um, it was it it was a sort of a recap of the self realization that I was telling you on our walk that I had had regarding him, where we have these next door neighbors with really nice boys who are outside a lot playing basketball, riding their bikes, just doing things that Titus likes to do. And I'm like, Titus, go over and play with him. And he's like, Meh. like, and he has no good reason for it. He's been cooped up in a house with all sisters, you know, and you, but all sisters for over a month. And I'm like, look, there's a boy calling your name who wants to play with you. And he's like, Meh. and I was like, go play with your friend. And he, like, two hours later... And they know each other. It's not like these are not they're strangers. Yeah, no, it's not like they're weird. Two hours later, he's like... he, You know, a couple times he came dashing inside, like, I was jumping on the trampoline and I bit my lip. Gotta go. Gotta go back out and play with him again, you know? And he comes back in and he's like, we jumped on their trampoline and we played basketball and we, you know, rode their electric, you know, toys around and we're gonna look for each other again tomorrow. (laughs) I bet you'll see each other. You do live next door. <laughs> but I was like, Titus, isn't it weird? And I actually have, like, realized in in forcing him to do that, I do the same thing. Like, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody who's a psychologist could help me. Like, maybe it's social anxiety. Like, I don't have a term for it, but I actually kind of sometimes un, unpredictably and inexplicably recoil at the thought of hanging out with people that I know and that I like and that I'm not scared of and that I know I'll have a good time with, but I'm still like, <gasps> you know, like, I don't know if there's, if it's just like weirdness that I'll never be able to explain or if I plumb the depths of why I have that reaction every single time I have that reaction, um, if I could figure out what's prompting it and what to fix it. Um, but anyway, I've been thinking a lot lately, like, Titus and I are very similar, and that's why, like, sometimes when you're like, I can't handle him, and you're, like, so frustrated, I'm like, I get him, like, I understand why he's doing that, and I, I sympathize with that, where, like, when our girls are irrationally crying, and I'm like, I can't, I can't, I, I, you get that, and you can manage that, but, I irrationally cry all the time, I actually... The other night when Lily was doing that, I actually realized I have a physical reaction to her crying irrationally. Like, a physical, like, like, 
I just want to go to sleep. Like I, uh, um, it drains me physically instantly. That's what that's what stress does to me. When I realize that's what stress does to me. I know. Like, that's so. That's my stress response to her doing that. Like I just take everything out of me to realize that we're going down that that hole again. And you know, and yet you're like, oh, I can handle this. And, you know, and then you're getting all angry and angsty with Titus. And I'm like, I got this. I this is him. this is why God gave children two parents. I suspect this is also why even kids who don't know that they're adopted feel like among all the other crazy, mm. mysterious reasons that God, you know, how God knits families together um, where Sometimes, sometimes kids who have grown up not knowing that they were adopted have just always felt like there was something off in their families. That was that text. So the other night, Titus, all the kids slept upstairs. In fact, they're still sleeping all the way upstairs. And I said, well, I'm going to watch a movie down in my theater because there's no kids down there. And I wanted to watch, I actually went down to watch Star Wars, but I wanted to buy Star Wars because I knew I'd probably watch it with the kids later on. Um, and I haven't seen it yet. Is there a new one you want to buy? Yeah. I don't know what you're Yeah, The Rise about. of, I don't know, whatever. Okay. Whatever it's called. The last one of the series. I haven't seen it yet. So I was going to buy that one, but the only place I could buy it was, the only place I could find it, it was all in HD. I'm like, where's the 4K version? Hello, anybody? So I don't know if it's even going to come out. And I didn't want to pay, I didn't want to buy the HD version when the 4K is out because I'm weird like that. So anyway, I opted to watch Bad Boys for Life, which... I was a big fan of the franchise back in the day. And I can t- tell you this one was entirely disappointing. It was like, it was like poop with a really nice light on it or poop with a really good camera angle. You know, it was just kind of there. But the funny part was the whole premise of the, st- the whole thing was weak, but there's a connect. <laughs> oh, that cracks me up. There's a connection between the villain trying to kill Mike Will Smith's character. Uh, but then all of a sudden the villain discovers that Mike is his dad. And he's suddenly regretful and ends up going to jail, but he and his dad that are That like is super like Star tight. Wars, isn't it? He and his dad are like super tight now. Star Wars. Yeah, but you're, <laughs> whole, he grows up his whole life. Mike, I am your father. No, it's different. <laughs> he grows up, this kid grows up his whole life in Mexico. Believing someone else is his dad, and this particular person killed his dad, and his whole life hating this dad, this guy, and in one moment finds out this guy is his dad, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, okay, I won't kill you. Sure, yeah, hey, you're my real dad. Okay, cool." Just like that, and I'm like, "Okay, either there is something to be said for biological parenthood that has that kind of connection, or this is really a whack plot point." But that was a whole. That was like the clincher of the movie. It was like. Oh, he's not going to kill him because he's your son, and you're not going to kill him because he, you're his dad. And hmm. that's where it diverges from Star Wars. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because we have like father, yeah. son kills father, father. I just kills thought it son. was really funny. I was like, oh yeah, the whole premise of the movie is built around adoption, hmm. or not adoption, but biological parenthood. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Interesting. Speaking yeah. of Star Wars, I I shared this on my Facebook, and then it didn't. Um, Dang it. It's not so it's not working. Um there was a Twitter thread that I posted on my 
Facebook not too long ago that somebody did like how Star Wars characters like their coffee. Did you see this no. happen? So how I'm not Star a, I Wars? I don't pay attention to Facebook. I know it's a how Star Wars characters like their coffee. Uh, Obi Wan makes French press and gently uses just the weight of his hand to lower the filter so the sediment isn't overly disturbed and the acidity is controlled. Um, Finn has a Keurig because, Jesus Christ, not everything has to be a beautiful tea ceremony in the morning for crying out loud. He just wants a nice cup of coffee. Thank you very much. Ray only drinks gas station coffee with hazelnut creamer, and she doesn't understand why everyone's all upset about it. Uh, Poe uses a Chemex. He's broken four of them this year alone, but refuses to switch methods because he likes coffee preparations that wear a scarf. It's got a picture of him next to a Chemex, and they're both that's, wearing a scarf. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty, pretty classic. And it's got BB-8, just yeah. cuts to the trace, and takes caffeine And then pills. it just keeps going, going, and going, and going. Yeah. You can go find it on Facebook. Facebook's it, dumb. It's funny, though. No, you missed the one that's like Darth Vader just wants everything to match. And it's him and a Black and Decker. Black, Black and Decker <laughs> yeah. coffee. Yeah. Anyway, some it it's funny. It's uh, funny. You gotta appreciate Kylo Ren uses an arrow press because come on, just look at it. Okay. That's, that's it's funny. Good. Yeah, I I appreciate human creativity. Without human creativity, we'd all be done. Yeah. Speaking of which, Ben Solo is going. I read a, a really I read a really interesting thread with some artists. Um about how the fact that, you know, the digital rights movement has stripped away most of their most of their royalties and ability to make income with selling music. So then they're what's they've been making music at you know, they've been making money at concerts, festivals and merchandising. And and now they can't do concerts and down. festivals. There are people doing online concerts. Nobody's paying for them though. Um some of them are. So the rabbit room Is that working? I don't know. Um I'm not paying for an here, online concert. Here, I want to see. Like, I realize it's live, but it's like okay. Here, here are three examples that are different models. One is the Rabbit Room has. They always do what they call the local show, and it's like Tuesday night. There's a coffee house where they have local people come in, and you have to buy tickets way in advance. They're now doing the local stream, and they have like a virtual tip jar, and it's very expressly like we're doing this so that people who would be making money elsewhere have an income stream they're not in you're not they're not doing the concert so please if you've enjoyed the show here's the digital tip jar so that's one model another model is the slugs and bugs people are actually doing concerts that you have to pay to see so they're doing them from their home it's a husband wife and kids thing and they have this following and they've also slugs and bugs is interesting in the digital world because they don't stream anything um, for free, like, so they're, they're like, not. They're on, like they're like the tool of. They're not. Kids music. They're not on any streaming platforms. You have to pay for everything. Um, and people do it. People love them. Um, that works if you already have an established audience. But how did you get that audience? You know, you got out your and buddies toured. With Andrew Peterson. <laughs> you got um, out. You got out and toured. You built. You built your brand. You built your yeah. fan base and everything yeah. else. You can't do that. You can't build a. Fa- it's very difficult yeah. to build a fan base online. Um, the other, the other one is Drew and Ellie Holcomb have been recording like once or twice a week what they call kitchen covers, yeah. where they just set I up a camera. A few of them on so Instagram. people like them so much, they're releasing those as an album. Which like is going to right? Which what they've recorded in their yeah. kitchen. And they've got, I mean, you know, you've got a their gam their. 
they're not gambling, but they've got an established audience and they figure that, okay, we can pay for the rights to re- to record and sell these mm-hmm. and we'll cover that. That'll be covered through album sales. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like a yeah. go. Well, Wait, did you see their kitchen? They got money. <laughs> well, yeah, they're both. They're Unless both, that's really not their kitchen. No, that's it's their like, kitchen. Whoa. I mean, they're both successful in their that's own right. That's a classic. Rights. That's a classic Nashville kitchen. Um, anyway, that's three models of people trying to make something out of what will hopefully be a short term, but who knows how long that's going to go on. Um, you know, there's governor of California saying no concerts until like 2022, which is nuts. That's outrageous. It's nuts. I, I, um, Uh, let's not get you. Don't get me started on this. (laughs) Um, I have a serious one that, how much, what's our time looking like? We're 40, we're at 35 minutes. 35, okay. 10 minutes of serious. Um, I don't know how long we were jam- we were yammering before I hit record, though. Or how long it was recording before we actually started doing the show for real. Oh. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, well, we've both been, like, really twitchy this week towards each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm curious. Where's this going? I'm curious why you think that is. Uh, like, what's at the root of when we have these stretches where we're both like set off and offended at things that I would say that in our normal life, neither of us I, is really easily offended. I have been I have been very stressed out this week. For one. Why have you been stressed been super- out besides the the lawsuit? The lawsuit. No, the, totally... like, but the 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 offendingness goes back before that. I don't. I don't even know. Oh. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You just you get in funks. Everybody gets in funks every now and then, right? Yeah. Why are you? Are we? Were you twitchy at me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I guess I hide it better than I thought I. <laughs> Why were you twitching at me? I don't know. I've been trying to oh, figure it out. I, I feel like there's a little bit of this we all get in funks thing, but I don't know. Like I what... think two funks feed off of each other. So if, if one of us, you know, let's say, for example, and this is this is happens every now and then. I don't think it's I don't think it happened in this case that I know of. Um, but, you know, I'll be like, well, you're on your phone. OK, you know, you're more interested in your phone or playing your game than hanging out with me or something. And there's moments where that, just that one little thing, just everything else in life would be like, and I'll just be like, fine. And that'll just stick around for a few days. And then I maybe get twitchy. You start coming out of it. And then, and then I'm you like, get, you get, twi- you used to get angry. You're, you're twitchy because I was twitchy and you don't know why anybody's twitchy. And then now you're twitchy at me because I made you twitchy and nobody really knows what's twitchy. And then it just cycles. It does, for sure. We just, we just feed off of each other. Yes. Like bad science fiction well i think part of it for me was like as we're like venturing like it's spring we're getting outside we're getting everything going and i have like things that i would like to see happen that i'm not capable of making happen like Mm. you know i told you this but like you know not only on the big scale stuff like i can't hook a trailer up to the truck and go get a stack of pallets and turn them into something. I just, I don't even have the physical strength to lift. I can barely pick up one pallet. I don't know how to hook a trailer up to a truck. I would like to know, but I don't. And, you know, 
And even if I did have that knowledge at this point in my life, you know, I'm, I'm still plowing through with schooling the kids and thanking God that Faith has not killed herself yet and that I have not killed her. When I look at this type of season and going outside and looking at all of the massive amount of headaches I have to deal with, once again, it's another year of the sprinkler system. Turn it on and I get more sand than water. You know, so and tomorrow. And stressful and right. I want to ask And now my grass is dying and you want me to build this thing or that thing. And I'm like, I just want to keep the grass alive. And now I've got to hand water it or ask you to hand water it. And then you get cranky because you've got to hand water the grass. And it just, you know. Well, it's at like least we constant. know. <laughs> I said something about adulting <laughs> earlier this week. It's no fun. I know. I mean, it can be no fun. fun. But at some point you feel like, like, at some point I feel like we always kind of imagine, like, Titus looks at us and is like, adulting, like, they've arrived, they've figured everything out. And like, I mean, at least this year we know why our water pressure is dropping in our house. Right. So we have to order <clears throat> So we drag new... our feet on ordering new water filters. <laughs> because... And now we my, have no pressure. As my expedition to Home Depot today shows, they don't carry the brand we need locally. No, so I'm filling up, I'm filling up the spray. One of the big jobs I have... I try to do it twice a year, but it is so big that it's just like, I've got to be in the right frame of mind. So yesterday I said, no, tomorrow weather looks good. Weather next couple days looks good. I'm going to spray, you know, I'm going to get this weed spraying done. And it, it takes me all day. Like I think I started today at about, I went out this morning at seven, but it was way too wet. So I came back in, went back out at nine. It was a lot better. Took a couple hours off to do some work for the church and then went back out and finished it at five. Um, but at one point during the break, I had to refill the 200-gallon water tank. Um, so I grabbed the hose from the house and connected to the bib on the house. And I don't even think I have a bib that works for the well water right now, the well pump. We have two wells on the property. One feeds the house, one feeds the sprinkler system. So I connected to the house, started filling the tank. Somewhere, sometime at this point, I realize I have to go to the bathroom. And so I go to the bathroom and I use the bidet when I'm done and it's wonderful. So I go to turn on the, on the bidet <laughs> it's, and it's like somebody's underneath doing a really gentle like water spray with their mouth. Just, just like, trickles. Just really gentle. It kind of, it, it kind of tickled a little bit. It was cool. It was just, it was just really light and gentle. And I was like, this is, this is whole, where's my water pressure? You know, normally it's like, normally it's a fire hose up your butt. I mean, it's like, boom, you just blast everything out of there. Stop. Really? But man, can this we, time it was just like, can we not? So it was like, maybe gently. your wife was doing the dishes and then she had a water pressure no. problem. <laughs> yeah, but this is much more, much, much more, more personal. And so anyway, I, it took me a minute to realize that I was also running the hose bib outside and it just it depleted the water pressure in the rest of the house. So anyway, we've got to order new filters. And that's an aspect of adulting with a house with a well that we're fi- we're learning at age yeah. 40. We're finally learning <clears throat> Yeah, and so tomorrow adulting. your dad and I are pulling the well pump again out of the well, um, which is, a it's I think it's 60 feet down. A lot of pipe to pull up so we're going to pull that up again and see what we need to do to eliminate this sand problem it shouldn't be mm-hmm. sucking up this much sand in the well but it's unusable so I, and i can't use my sprinklers if we don't and then we got to add a new a new zone 
and I want to plant these trees along the property, and your dad insists that for, we need a sprinkler correctly, probably that we need a sprinkler line out there to all of them. So now I've got to rent a trencher and bury a new line. And you have a nine-year-old boy who just finished reading a series of three books in which a nine-year-old boy designs and builds his dream treehouse and then sleeps in it. Uh huh. And then his mom is like, "You should build a treehouse." And I'm like, remember that flower box I tried to build? It didn't come out square. (laughs) I know. I am not good building things from scratch, babe. So anyway, uh, all that goes back to, it's probably a combination of things that have made made us ticky and twitchy. The combination of the piles and the mountains of clothes in our... In our bedroom that never get put away, the screaming children, the list of to-dos, the list of desires, the stresses from everywhere else in life, and it just, it buries but, you. But for point. me, I have a mental picture when I, like, pull out of that and realize, first of all, um, I'm, you know, ultimately, like, usually the, you know, we don't really snap at each other. It's like a little bit of a snip and then, like, there's no blowouts. There's, like, a little bit of a snip, and then we, like, do the silent treatment, and then somebody warms up a little bit, and then something else, like, snip, you know, snips, and then there's more silent treatment. But, um, but usually, like, for me, the triggers, I realized, at least in the last couple of weeks, were not getting what I wanted in some form, whether it's, like, attention from you, or you doing more with the kids, or doing something for me outside, and so then that, you know, it's classic James 4. Like, no, I was going to say, isn't that the, yeah, that's the yeah, thing all which is Which is funny, you know, in God's timing, I'm doing two weeks of, I did two weeks of BSF. Is it like throwback to old times? And it was on James. And so this weekend I sat down to do James 4. <laughs> I was like, oh, what causes slicing quarrels among you? You want something uh... and you don't get it. And then Pastor Ralph's devotion on Friday that he sent around was on contentment. And that was like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's the the deeper challenge here is, um, you know, what where am I finding my joy and my satisfaction and fulfillment? Um, I do think that that setting aside our phones and our other desires and having physical connection does work as a bit of a reset as they say that having sex is both sex is both a barometer and a thermostat for your well that's it was weird like you came out yesterday morning and i was like you look really hot right now i was super aroused as like, i had no idea where i came but you from. like i went to bed normally and i got up normally and all of a sudden you're standing there in the kitchen and i'm like holy hubba <laughs> in the meanwhile i'm sending you like what I think are provocative texts while you're out in the garage on Monday night. Clueless. Well, most of them I didn't get until after I went to bed because I had my phone off all day. Um, but I also have sort of a mental picture, like, from just life stresses, like, sort of like a, almost like a, um, don't we have, like, cushions in our joints that get worn down and then they're, like, grinding on each other? And, like, mm-hmm. um, I feel like we have, we normally have like a certain amount of like grace cushion in our relationship. And when that like gets depleted. Took um, a minute. Is it the cartilage? Okay. So when the cartilage gets wound down, like then it's like bone on bone and you know, I got to brush up. The good news is the OEC edition six manuals coming out soon. So I can order that at $108 and brush up on all my medical stuff for ski patrol. Do you have to? 
I have to know that kind of thing, yeah. Do you have to get the new edition? I do, yeah. That's, that's exciting. Isn't that yeah. terrible? Just bought the old edition. And anyway, I knew that going in, but we couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Well, so anyway, sorry, I sidelined you. Go ahead. Anyway, you, you can look up online and update everybody about what the cushion is between our joints, but I feel like um, the cushion between our joints was depleted for a couple of... I feel like we're better now. We went too long without having sex. Is that what you're saying? We need to have sex well, more Well, it wasn't just that. Like, sex is not the answer to everything. <laughs> um, Answers a lot in my world. Apparently it doesn't. Because you no. sort of acted like I didn't exist for a couple of weeks there. <sighs> well, there was other circumstances going on too, but I, not a couple of weeks. What? No, this week is terrible. This was a terrible week. And then it turned around on its head when we got our amended tax returns back. That was super nice. It's Friday. Wow. I love French fries. Tomorrow's pancake day. And then next Friday and Saturday are at least Faith's birthday. We have an exciting week coming she up. She turns one, two. One, two. Too old to have a two-year-old. You've got one. The. <sighs> And she is adorable and horrible. Oh, we didn't even get to talk about allowances tonight, love. Now that we have money, we can talk about sharing some of it with our kids. You're buying, you're shopping for $25,000 camping trailers. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them. I'm not shopping for them. I mean, they're really awesome. But I that am led not me. But at that a point actually where led I will me, sleep in a tent with my that, horrible No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I will I'm, sleep in a tent. I'm not sleep. I. I'm fine with that. No, I actually got to contemplating what, you know, I got to contemplating whether or not that is, that would be a viable option to what we ultimately kind of want to, want to do. Like not, would it be a better option? But does, but beyond that, does is it, it even meet, viable? does it meet our goals and what we desire by, you know, so we're talking about, we've been musing since last year. Well, it's probably prior to that, but Molly brought it up last year um, on buying a, a vintage air, restoring, buying and restoring a vintage Airstream. Given the fact that I work from home, Molly works and homeschools from home. Um, we could, we were talking about maybe taking it. We have a couple dead months in the year and taking a couple months off and boondocking around the country and just seeing cool things. Um, is that, would this option be viable to kind of, execute that at you know whatever pros and cons you want to look at um i don't know that's what got me thinking because i was like well i don't want to rule it out unless you know it's like well (laughs) living in a rooftop tent for a month sounds horrible um you know so is that the best idea (laughs) i don't know yes it does (laughs) here's here's the thing where like i would it it would be fun and cool for like um like camping trips around the state and like that one I was looking at like it's got awesome suspension and stuff yeah um it so here's where you know you don't need this a $25,000 camper to set up a tent in the yard of the cabin but like I would see it like doing stuff like that um if we're driving around the country with our family for a month our kids need their own beds they need their own, like, a space to have their own stuff. Um, we need a place to hang out as a family if it's raining 
or if it's cold. Right. And you can't do that with a pop-up. Well, you can when you put, you can when you do like awnings and these different things to kind of create those other rooms. But the the other thing, um, the thing I think about is I don't want to have to be dependent on on a traditional campsite. I want to be able to like park. Well, I think that with all the I upgrades want. that would make it a thirty thousand dollar yeah thing, like you could do, you could park this anywhere you want. Right. And you no, wouldn't... totally true. And then with all the other options, with you know all the this. So no, but cool. I think I, there's so much cool overland stuff, expedition stuff. There is a lot of really cool stuff. I think that, you know, if we were to do this with like, you know, bigger kids who didn't want to share, you know, an airstream with six people, I would consider doing like a rooftop tent on top of our sequoia. Heck yes. Um, you know, um, I mean, look, the rooftop tent for this. So we're looking at this. Molly said one of our friends bought an escape pod trailer. Escape pod. A family with four kids. Four kids. Who are all a lot bigger and than essentially our kids. It's, it's, a, it's one of those really small teardrop style two wheel trailers. It's got a lot of external pullouts and external kitchens and everything else. And I think that it's built in, two in the teardrop. Built in. It's itself. a queen size bed inside and you can get rooftop tents on top and. Um, awnings on both sides and, and, you know, living spaces around both sides and all that cool stuff. Um, it's definitely a little more rustic tent camping than being in a trailer. But when I, I kind of, you can get insulated walls and heaters and solar and AC units and all this And you can get stuff. a four season tent for the top of it that would sleep four. Right. Um, the tent, no, is, but their, the their tent tents, is $2,200. Right. Their tents are 28 Now, for the record, some of the really nice, like, Tepiu, uh, te- Tepiu, T-E-P-I-U, um, T-E-P-U-I, I can't remember. Um, they make some really slick rooftop tents. I saw one um, where I can't remember. I don't know if it was you and I or whatever, but I remember driving by going, what, what tent is that? Because it was it was just gorgeous. It was a four, one of the newer Forerunners. Molly and I used to have a Forerunner. One of the newest Forerunners. And he had the rooftop tent plus the big drop-down awning room. Around I the saw inside that too. Where were we? Bike racks on the back, and I was like, "Oh, it's gorgeous." Um, I don't remember where we were, but you it was could weird do because it, was, it feels right. recent, and we haven't gone anywhere. But I mean, on the super on the super cheap Molly, you could do you could you could buy a not as crazy teardrop trailer to haul around and do a rooftop tent and and cook out of the back of your you know cook out of the back of the truck. That's true. You know, that's that's kind of the same. But it doesn't accomplish what we want to accomplish. No. Would it accomplish what we want to accomplish? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think it would. Um, so anyway, that's. So I'm going to close us with telling you that in the mail today, we got our, our internet bill and a Kiyu. Am I pronouncing it right? Kuyu. Kuyu. We got a Kuyu catalog that I threw straight in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I have in I have in our budget app a line item for kind of wish list new hunting pack. And I have not <laughs> added I have not added a single dime to that because money has had other priorities everywhere else. And I just I gotta put out I love you need a budget. I love you need a budget. It's like makes budgeting fun. We have lots of money everywhere. And somehow, somehow, mysteriously magically we have money left over every month and it's like even when we're on a budget 
and it's wonderful. And I think that's because I just slip in $200 over there and $300 over there into buffer savings and all these other little things. And then we don't spend it. You know, you put this, I put, what did I, I think I put $250 in our gas budget or something last month. And we didn't go anywhere. We had $150 left over. So it's like, okay, cool. You know, if you go over budget, gas you can add that to. dollar sixty a gallon. I filled up 33, filled up I filled up 33 <laughs> gallons of premium today for $70 in my truck. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Oh, man. I think I filled my Sequoia up the other day for like $26. I haven't done that since I drove a Honda Accord in high school. <laughs> and this is the Sequoia. This sucker has got a 5.7 liter V8. Um, yeah, so... Uh, That's it. You're tapping. You're going to yeah, make really say, annoying sounds. Sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. Just thinking. I do what I think. Okay, cool. Well, that said, um, hopefully we can have an announcement shortly about the all the merch. Uh, we ordered Be thinking samples. about your I love swag like JR loves whiskey analogies. No, it's, it's, it's JR loves swag like X, right? Or you if you, okay. you can own it too. Like okay. Molly right. loves... I love How are they submitting these? Who, are like you going to collect them? Molly loves butter. Should they should they email them to us, or are you going to collect them? How's you, how is the entrance? How are we going to track um, all this? Get it to us however you want. Email. Oh boy. Text. Text. Instagram. Instagram. Well, oh. I'll put up a after you post the show. I'll put up a question an Instagram stories question. Okay. But, what if they're not on Instagram? Are they all followers on Instagram? No, my be. mom isn't. She should be though, because that's where I post most of my pictures of yeah, our mom kids. Would like Instagram. She would. Mom here's Instagram. Um, okay, so we ordered all the swag. Um, they're saying it's going to be we use a print on demand service. So basically, we upload the designs. They drop ship from there, but it looks like it's coming from us. Very slick. Uh, anyway, Printful. Uh, they said it's going to be. Um, could be a little bit delayed, but we ordered samples because we want to make sure the quality is up to snuff. The colors, I mean, I'm sure the colors are going to be fine, but everything's good. So we've got uh, T-shirts, hat, um, tank top, totes, tote bag, because, you know, hashtag homeschool mom. It's kind of more of a tongue-in-cheek thing. But um, stickers and uh, coffee mugs, um, we'll check. We can do a ton of stuff, but that's all I'm going to do for now. We're going to do some specials. So I can sell something one time only for like $150. It'd be great. Um, anyway, hopefully that's coming soon. And Molly's going to post an article that ended up not getting published on that major website because uh, editorial delays timing. and timing and all the other madness. So she'll post that up on the on our website. Um, follow us at toobusytoflush.com. We've got links to all of our social media accounts and links to all of your preferred podcast apps and uh, don't forget to share us with your friends tell everybody about us post us on facebook reshare us on instagram and on the twitters and everything else tb2f the number 2f.com and at too busy to flush on instagram is that it that's it okay cool have a good night all sorry about the delay again hope you enjoyed the show